This week on Out Now with Internet, we are talking Wrath of Man. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Hi! Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We dig into movies via most spoiler for your review, the occasional commentary track, or some other fun movie topic. This is episode 450! 450! 450. Perfect for our own wrath. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this week it's our we secret are... formula, 450. Mm-hmm. And this week we are talking... Wrath of Man, the mm-hmm. the reunion between Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham. And joining us to discuss Wrath of Man this week, we have, from the wild world of the Central East Coast, you won't confuse him for boy sweat, it's Alan Aguilera. Woo! Happy belated birthday, Aaron! <laughs> Woo! Woo! <laughs> Happy belated. <laughs> that was very kind. Thank you. That caught me off guard. I appreciate that. Good. <laughs> Sounds yeah. all the time. Yeah, we we are uh, <laughs> we're run, we're one day removed from my birthday, and yes, I, I had a very uh, I had a good day. I spent I spent the yeah. uh, the afternoon of Anna. We went disc golfing and uh, had a good time, and uh, then we uh, came back and watched uh, Spiderman. We had a Spiderman theme oh, going go. on. Yeah, the first. Spiderman. Are you uh, one year away from retirement? Uh, your boat to live forever. <laughs> I, I put the down payment on the boat. Oh, uh, okay. So you know when you know when that little all, Susie's all grown up when it all goes through. <laughs> just gotta watch out i i bought it from uh mendoza industries i feel like it's up in the up oh, and up no. oh i've heard of the i've heard of that guy he, he's very uh compassionate right yeah he sells a lot of coffee um mm-hmm. I, I assume you know all the crates full of coffee are generally fine so i, I feel uh, like it's it's gonna it's gonna work i mean out. what could be wrong with uh coffee beans and uh drug sniffing dogs nothing nothing is yeah. the answer to that question <laughs> That's like three movies. <laughs> I know, I know. We, we cover the entire, uh, series, the entire movie. Anyway, Alan. All right, guys, how, we're done. We're good. I'll see you later. How, yeah. how, see you, Alan. Alan, how are you doing? I'm all right. <laughs> I'm okay. It's, it's good. Good. Yeah. good. It's good to have I'm, you back here. I'm vaccinated. Oh, double? I'm, I have my antibodies. I'm great. Bing, bang, boom. I have two more weeks to wait for my full antibodies, I suppose. I got the Johnson Johnson two months ago, and I'm still here, so I'm all right. One and done. I've been <laughs> fine for a few weeks now, so I, I feel on more on the up and up and up. You know, you fine. Yeah. Get your vaccination if you haven't gotten it. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Let's get, some, uh, let's get some show notes real quick here. I uh, got some good ones this week, guys. First up, it's finally coming. The end, and if not the peak... Of our Hannibal Lecter themed commentaries is happening. We're recording this Damn. literally tomorrow at the time of this recording. Hannibal Rising. We're, we've Oof. we've got we've we've oh. arrived. We've arrived where we wanted to start. You've at arisen the be- at the beginning. We yeah. For those who have uh, been unaware, we've done commentary tracks every month since January covering the Hannibal Lecter films. We talked about Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, and now it's all coming to the fitting end with Hannibal Rising. Some may say the best in the Hannibal Lecter film series. Yeah, I I would say you know some might say that. Uh huh. And then oh they... no no I think I think the phrase is some could say that. Oh I guess yes yeah it could. It's I definitely a sentence that you could form if you put the right words together. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well you know 
you know where it all goes from there. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> that's how that's that's the perfect way to wrap that up. So stay mm-hmm. tuned for that one. That should be releasing sometime pretty soon, presumably at the end of this week. Um, but Dude. we'll get there. Um, also exciting, guys. The summer mm-hmm. gamble is returning. That's right. I mean, it's it feels like it's been a decade, but it's only been a year. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is our ninth summer gamble. And this is Oof. this is gonna be a doozy because we're Should doing. Should we just some... call it the tenth and say like you know number nine was xed out? <laughs> well, I didn't call it ninth annual on purpose. Uh, I just called okay. it the ninth okay. one. Got it. All right. It's the the rise just of the summer annual. annual. Fuck it. Just do it. Just say ninth <laughs> annual. Doesn't matter. Just don't worry. Cares. Don't worry about what it saved as as my Microsoft Word doc that I'm keeping track of on my paper, on my computer. Um, Got it. Because <laughs> because I didn't want to do anything different. I just wanted to change the number and that's it. Uh, when I saved yeah. over last year or the previous. Two I, years love ago, so. I love that. I love that. But uh, yes, we the summer gamble is returning, and it's we're just think of us as pitbull because we're taking it worldwide this year. Um, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do it because of the nature of the movies and what have you. We decided the domestic box office might be a little tame, so we decided we're gonna go off the worldwide box office this summer. We uh, we're gonna have a lot of participants. We're all gonna predict what we think are gonna be the top ten films. All over in international grosses this year for right. the summer movies, and um, this should be an interesting um, set of movies to, yeah. to try to predict. So you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah. So stay tuned. Uh, we're all going to be having these submitted by the end of this week, so we'll have a re- like a fun summer preview slash going over these entries episode in the, in the week to come. So mm-hmm. that's going to be fun. Um, okay. And uh, what else? Well, all of that, including our ridiculous commentary tracks and more, can be found on iTunes, of course. You can search for our show, Out Now, There and Nabe, where you can also give us a rating and review, which would be wonderful. It would be wonderful if you gave us a rating and review, which would be also wonderful. Indeed. See what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think repeat. it would be a wonderful thing to do. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. All right. So we got all that out of the way. Let's move on now. Let's get to some handout quickies. TM. TM. Each week and now we move the week to talk about this week. That's what we're gonna go now. I was pretty good, Alan. Alan is like going for the the gold here. Step for step, I enjoy it. Yeah, mm. step by step, I show on TV. I am an yeah. active participant on this podcast. <laughs> this is true. Well, speaking Since of being active, one. Alan, what other movies have you seen recently? I rewatched Inside Man, and I forgot how good that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Predator again because. Why not? Why not? And then <laughs> I watched Mortal Kombat. Ask me if that movie was bad. The HBO Max one? Yeah. Ask me if it was bad. Was it, was it, was it bad? bad? Yes. Ask me if I enjoyed it. Did you, Did enjoy, you it? enjoy it? Absolutely. <laughs> it was a bad movie, but I Delicious. Uh, say, say, okay, I watched Godzilla vs. King Kong. Ask me if it was a bad movie. Was it a bad movie, Alan? Yes. Ask me if I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Alan? Fucking loved it. You lost me when you said it was a bad movie. I, don't know. I mean, it's just like I don't care about these people. I don't care about these kids. Like my, like Michael Jordan said. <laughs> like, like the Michael Jordan meme. <laughs> like Michael Jordan said, "Fuck them kids." I don't care. It had nothing to do with the rest of the story. But you know what I liked? King Kong. With his battle axe. Fuck yeah! Oh man, yeah. that was so cool. It charges up. And then there was like a battle lizard, and then there was oh my god, it was so much fun. I loved it. I was I had a big time. I had a great time. Yeah, like free floating King Kong too under under the uh, the Earth's core. <sighs> I was like, this is and great. You were just like going. This to is space. great. <laughs> it was like this is great. I was just sitting in my I was sitting on my couch, 
It was a Sunday night. It was like one in the morning. And I was like, this is one in the morning. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Don't judge him. Like, hey, it's on HBO Max. Oh. They let him play it wherever he wants to play it. <laughs> yeah. He could be on his phone. You know, some normal people like to be active around two in the afternoon. I am a different breed. This is true. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to bed. I guess I'll watch a movie at one in the morning and stay up till three. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. It was great. You got to live your life. I, I am to the best extent. And then I rewatched, um, I rewatched all the Indiana Jones movies recently. Oh, I'm wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. And those are good. <laughs> I like them all, they including the number job. four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. I've been just been rewatching a bunch of new stuff and I watch, you know, that's about it. Was number four, that one was shot by Yanis Kaminsky? Yes. Yes. But yeah. the other three were not. Correct. Uh, it's Slocum. Okay. That, that, that's the key, the, my key problem with four, which is a movie I do not dislike, is mm-hmm. that Yannis Kaminsky did a bad job with that movie. Just like keel it everything. It's just it doesn't look good. Like it's an ugly movie to look at, which is a shame for for an Indiana Jones film. Yeah, but she gets all the knowledge in the world, and then her head bursts. Yeah, so it worked out for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and and giant ants. Big damn ants. Huge ants. It was great. Yeah. Big damn ants. That's a... Big damn yeah. ants. Fourth one was good. I don't, you know, it was fine. Yeah. Well, you know, like what Aaron and I have said, if you're not on board when he jumps into a uh, refrigerator in the first five minutes of the movie. Oh, I love that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's fine. No, that I love. Like, I've, that, the, that of, the, fun. of the problems I have with that movie, it's not the fridge. The fridge is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got it. Cinematography. <laughs> Abe, where are you at? What did you see recently? I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but it's it's called Speed. Um, I, had, I watched Speed 2 this week. Did you really? Yeah, specifically Speed 2, not Speed T-O-O. Oh, oh not T-O-O. I'm Got kidding. It. No, I did watch Speed also. Dude, Speed is such a fun movie. I was watching it. Like, the first 12 minutes, incredible. Incredible. You know what's fun in that like, first 12 minutes? Uh-huh. When, when, when they have to introduce Keanu and Jeff Daniels, and how do they introduce them? By having the car, like, rip up over a hill. <laughs> For no reason. Yeah, there's no reason why she's like, that high in the air. They could have flipped the car and died. <laughs> it seems very dangerous how they drove yeah. there. But I mean, like, the first 12 minutes, they haven't even saved the hostages yet. And they're already like, you know everything you need to know about Keanu and Jeff Daniels. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, I'm totally on board with these two. Alan, the other guy I, did watch, I watched also, because on Hulu, Predator. So, mm-hmm. and, and the last thing I watched, it seemed to be like an 80s, 90s weekend. Top Gun again, because my oh, buddy was yeah, like, hey, you want to watch Top Gun? I was like, yes. <laughs> so, you know, just a whole bunch of uh, of uh, nostalgic throwback movies that are incredibly rewatchable and fun to watch. Your, your buddy, watch were, you, were, you watch, were you having a virtual party? No, he was just like, hey, guess what? I'm watching Top Gun. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to watch Top Gun too. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You yeah. Never, you never call me to watch movies. Well, we'll watch movies <laughs> together every week. <laughs> we only talk about them at length later. <laughs> at length, pre and post podcast, we just talk all the time about movies. Aaron, what did you watch? I well, I watched Speed. It came out on 4K this week, which is why I watched it. Um, and it looks fantastic. I would say it sounds fantastic, and I assume it does. But I watched it with the commentary track by writer Graham Yost and producer Mark Gordon. Which is a really good commentary track. They're really lively and into it. It's rec- it was recorded in 2001, and so so they're like you know they have the after like thoughts on like you know how it performed and whatnot. But it and a lot of like candid discussion about just the 
you know, the making of the movie, things that like they decided, you know, through the production or whatnot, changes they made, different. Like, there's a lot of just good stuff there. Obviously, the commentary track we recorded for Speed is also great. But if you want to listen to another commentary track, the ones from people that were involved with making the movie, pretty good too. Um, I mean, I don't know. We had a lot of information. Oh, we did. But they had some stuff I didn't know, and I know a lot about Speed, so I was surprised. Like, oh, I didn't know that. But um. Yeah. <laughs> or or I forgot I know a lot it. about speed. Or I forgot it. <laughs> That's They're like Joe Morton. He we told them to grow that mustache. They talked a lot about Joe Morton, how great he is. Hey, they yeah, also made great. sure to they also made sure to say they had no involvement with speed two whatsoever. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see. I saw a number a number of other films as well. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Profile. This is the upcoming film mm-hmm. from Timber Timber Big uh, Big Membatov. He directed yes. um what Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and that <laughs> Wanted and that Ben Hur remake. It's like a lot of those action movies that you think were Eastern European feeling. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is his new film profile. And he's been, he's been producing a lot of these like screen um, life thrillers, the kind of ones that are set on a monitor of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this is him directing one of these and it's based on a true story. Um, Obviously the events here are like fabricated as far as dramatizing it, but it's essentially about this uh, woman journalist who is researching uh, these like jihadists that are recruiting people over social media. And so she hmm. poses as one of these people that wants to get recruited. And so it becomes this like thriller about her getting closer and closer to this scenario and trying to get like where she needs to go to like find more and more information to write a story. But then it becomes more and more personal as it goes along. It's uh quite clever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I tend to like, there's a, yeah, there's a handful of these that are bad, but, the ones that are good are generally pretty good, and I think this one's one of the best ones I've seen. I th- like Searching, I think, comes to mind as one of like the best ones. Um, but this one, I think, does a the really good... John Cho movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one, I think, really stands out as far as how... It, like, for one thing, it, it's entirely on a screen. Like, Searching, like, even goes to, like, security cameras and stuff like that, right? They had it kind mm-hmm. of shifts around. This one stays on the laptop entirely, and it mm. does a really good... Like, I, I'm... I think I like this because I'm fascinated by directorial choices made to like focus your attention on different parts of a screen at any one time and creating drama out of that. I think that's sure. really interesting. So I think this one does a does a really good job of of kind of getting you into like the the mode of the movie and like you know letting you process this story. So I I enjoy this one quite a bit as far as these movies go. Cool. Um, I also saw a movie called Monster. Um, this tell was, me more. Yeah, this was a it's it's um it's a new film called Monster, not the like Charlie Theron movie. It stars Calvin yeah, Harris. Winning. Yeah, it stars Calvin Harris Jr. Among others, there's actually a few people in here. Uh, you have um, Jeffrey Wright, uh, Jennifer Hudson, John David Washington, ASAP a- Rocky. Uh, it was uh, it was filmed in 2018. <laughs> Why did you call him ASAP Rocky? I said Rocky. I just said it fast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was filmed in 2018. It hit at Sundance. And like it was, I think it was gonna be released by another studio, and then things fell through. Whatever, it finally came out on Netflix this week, and it's about it's this like it's Calvin Harris Jr. as a as a young black kid who's been accused of being involved in a murder, and he's on trial, and that's what I was trying to think of. Jennifer Ailey is the um the his lawyer in this scenario. Um, he's on trial. From what we can tell, he was not involved in this crime, but the film has this like very specific uh, Rashomon approach to the storytelling as far as giving you different different versions of what's happened while you go through this kind of court battle. I think the movie overall is okay. 
uh, leaning on bad, actually, but the performances are pretty strong. Jeffrey Wright's always great in things, and Calvin Harris Jr., I think, is a really talented young actor, so I that was the main reason why I wanted to check this one out. Um, it does. It it's, oh, that name sounds super familiar. We're, we're... He's in Waves and um, what is it? What's that one? The Marcus really liked this one. What's that one movie? Uh, it's him and Octavia Spencer in it. Um, he's the he's like you said Waves and I know who you're talking about. Now. Yeah, but what's that yeah. now? That's gonna bug me too. It's uh, Octavia Spencer. It it's it's like it's based Ma. on no, it's based on a play. Um, the help. <laughs> killing me. <laughs> um. Oh, that's gonna bug me. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Loose. There it is. Loose. Loose. Yeah. Okay. He's in it and comes at night also, which I really like. Um, but yeah, the movie it's it's based on a like a YA novel, and that's I think what the problem is. Like it feels Got like it. it it condenses too much stuff to confine itself to a for a general a more general audience or at least a an all age audience to kind of watch this thing. So you. While you get like the main themes, it just doesn't really do much with like what it could be doing, giving all the things that this character is going through. So it's mm-hmm. it's like there's stuff there that's okay, and it's on Netflix, so it's like okay, it's an easy watch. It's like 90 minutes or whatever. But and I know it's like it's been like cut down from like 20. It was like 20 minutes longer when it premiered. But whatever, it's it's an okay movie. Okay. Um, last thing I'll mention real quick. Uh, I can't talk much about it because we'll talk about it later. But uh, my lovely girlfriend, her sister, and I, we just, we literally got back a few a little while ago from seeing In the Heights in uh, IMAX, oh. making it our first oh. return to the movie theaters um, nice. in, uh, over a year. Uh, but yeah, they had special screenings today uh, for In the Heights, and so we, I, I managed to snag some tickets, and we went and saw it. Yeah. And, well, I can't wait for us to sing the entire review. Yeah, that that is what will happen. Yeah. But um, With choreography uh, as special bonus uh, footage. It's a, it's a movie I was happy to see on a big screen. I'll say that. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad that, that was like a nice return to the theater. It was a really good return. We were very happy that we uh, were able to see that movie on the big screen. Yeah. And uh, I'll just leave it there for now. <laughs> um, good but, tease. Yeah. But that's enough quickies. Yeah. I'm glad we had the speed talk in there. <laughs> <laughs> Got so excited it's when he said speed. strong movie. It yeah. is. It's so good. Yeah. And he's taller. Okay. Let's um, <laughs> let's move on to our trailer talk. We talk about one of the newest movie trailers of the week. When it's coming out, what we, th- what we thought of it, what have you. This week we're talking the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. I think they took off the the. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That doesn't sound better. You know when they take the the it's off like and it sounds Eternals cleaner? Eternals and the Eternals? Got it. Yeah, like Eternals, that sounds fine. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard is weird to say. It feels like the makes a lot more sense in this scenario. Regardless, this is of course a sequel to The Hitman's Bodyguard, the 2017 action film that starred Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. This time around... They're returning, along with Salma Hayek, who played his wife in the first one, is also returning, and we're adding on, because why not, Antonia Banderas and Morgan Freeman. It's, I, I'm guessing, a pretty similar premise as far as somebody's coming after this person, and it's up to them <laughs> to stop them. Um, it's directed by the same guy, Patrick Hughes, who did Expendables 3 and like this really cool Australian film called Red Hill. He's back as well. All of that information. Alan, what do you think of hit, the trailer for Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard? Why? <laughs> I don't I mean solid question why like I didn't watch the first movie because I had no interest and then I watched this movie in front of the feature presentation we're going to talk about oh that was convenient and, yeah it was great and I already kind of forgot about it 
I I don't I don't I I I'm I have no interest. I don't know. It just seems lazy. I don't know. I'm I'm not gonna really should talk it that much, but I just have no interest. And the trailer didn't help me want mm-hmm. to go see it more. And I like the people in it. I just don't. Just seems so. Like, did did y'all see the original film? Yeah, you did. How how would you? Was it good? I are think you, it was as fun the people that enough. Saw the movie, are you excited for the sequel? It's a fair question. I think that the movie, the first one, is like just fun enough, like barely passing the threshold of like this is not terrible. But everything else in it, like the trailer, speaks for itself uh, without any of the Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds goofy banter and uh, all the the cussing from Samuel L. Jackson. It's not a good movie, but there's just like enough of cool. Well, okay, now that they're friends, now uh, we've gotten past that, and there's good action. Um, it's just barely good enough. So I, as far as like this trailer goes, they said it in the trailer. It's just more of it. And I don't know how I feel about that necessarily, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, do I need to see Salma Hayek in an action movie? I'm going to see her in Eternals in December. Uh, I'll wait for her to be good in one, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not thrilled about this, but at the same time, like, Maybe it'll surprise me and be a lot better uh, than just like more explosions and more, um, you know, uh, of a red three kind of thing. God, the red movies. Yeah, <laughs> not a fan. No, see, that's that's like the worst side of the spectrum for me. Like if it's as and specifically red two. Red is like whatever. Red two is like abysmal. So I'm I'm really oh. hoping this is not that. At the same mm-hmm. time, it's like there's a good chance this could be that. That said, like to answer your question, Alan, I'm pretty similar to Abe. I didn't like it overall, but the stuff that worked worked. Um, and I do think the action there's like a, there's a pretty cool sequence in that movie. Like there's like a big boat chase that turns into like a foot chase. That's it's very well staged. And I was like, okay, like I wish there was more of this. So I'm treating I'm largely treating this like what I hope Venom Two is going to be, where they take all the stuff that worked in Venom and they make that the whole sequel. That's what I'm hoping this movie is. I hope they take the stuff that was good, that like worked overall, and just amplify that. And given that this movie is Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, where the most entertaining stuff I think was Sam Jackson and Salma Hayek like ha- having their like crazy relationship while Ryan Reynolds is doing his Ryan Reynolds thing, it seems like they're upping that. So wait, so she was in the first one? Yeah, she was in the first oh, one. Yeah. And clearly, well, like, audiences clearly, like, enjoyed that aspect because here we are with a sequel that's, like, putting the three <laughs> of them front and center. So, as I, and I, honestly, I can barely remember most of this thing. Like, I remember the action scene from that first one and the fact that these people were in it. And I'm pretty sure it's maybe top five worst Gary Oldman performances who played the villain in the first movie. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but I mean, you're adding Freeman and Antonio Banderas and Frank Grillo and Richard E. Grant. So it's like, well, that's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll see. So, and you got, I, I mean, don't like Rick. I don't like Richard. I like those people. I like those right. names. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes they, I, sometimes I just feel like, you know, they want their paycheck movie. Yeah. I don't have to go see it. I mean, as I mentioned, Red 2 also starred a lot of people yeah. we all like. <laughs> so it's, right. Yeah. yeah. I was like, in the right hands, it can be a fun movie. But obviously, mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of instances where it just like it just blows up in people's faces. I, yeah. I do think the, the benefit here is that much like the first one, this is these are R rated like Red 2s were, you know, the Red movies were PG-13. These are R as far as 
the violence and the thing that you generally want to see with Sam Jackson when it comes to these kind of movies is him being very much a Sam Jackson character. That's <laughs> that's here. So like it has that advantage as far as it doesn't need to hold back from anything. So that's the and you know, it's not like the stakes are very high for me enjoying Hitman's wife's bodyguard. So it's like I'm I'm not walking into this with much of a like, oh, I hope this is great. Like it's <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Sure. So. Yeah. Well, this movie comes out June 16th, and it was moved up. It was later in the summer. I think it was September, actually, originally. So, you know, maybe it's screening really well. <laughs> Put it on your box office gamble, number 10. Like, June's a prime spot for summer movies. So, like, I'd like to think that's encouraging. So, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, there we are. All right. Let's, uh, that was a trailer talk. Let's move on now. Let's get to our main review for Wrath of Man. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> It's like he wants trucks to get hit. He's not a cop. But if he's not a cop, what is he? A while back, we lost two cops. A civilian, too. There was an investigation. And they still haven't found a scum who did it. You were in an accident. My son. He didn't make it. I need to know who killed my son. The tree has been shook, and it's been shook hard. We've scorched the earth. You started by saying you'd do anything. But what I'm hearing is, you think you've done everything. I can see it's going to be a long night. That should have been some of the trailer for Wrath of Man. The last time Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham worked together was 2005's Revolver. At the time, Statham was emerging as an action star, and Ritchie was married to Madonna and obsessed with numerology and Kabbalah. That movie bombed, and things have changed for both since, largely for the better in terms of success, and they're now reunited for this remake of the French film Cash Truck from 2004, starring Best Actor winner Jean Dujardin. For... Wrath of Man, Statham stars as a man of mysterious origins who gets hired to work for a cash truck company. Turns out he is far more skilled than he led his superiors to be, as he seems to be on a warpath when it comes to criminals who go after the cash trucks. But why? Alan, have, yeah. you, been, have you been looking forward to a, a reunion between Jason Statham and Guy Ritchie? And what would you think of this one? I didn't think I was, but yeah, I think so. I, uh, I was... So, uh, uh, yeah, I loved it. I just loved it. I, lo- I, I was just, I, wa- I, was like, I walked I in blind. struggling to find some it's positive weird things. Because there are things about this movie that are super cliched. But then I don't care because I went in blind because Aaron asked me to go watch this. And I said, yes, sir. And then I went at a 12 o'clock showing and I sat my little butt down and I was like, I don't know what I'm in for. The first 15 minutes were rough. I don't know what's happening. A lot of this is clunky. What the fuck am I watching? And then I was like, I'm fucking in. I'm in. And I was in it the rest of the time. I was like, it's such a fun crime film. Because at first I'm like, that's weird. What's he doing here? Is he playing? What is he doing? What is he doing? What's he doing? And then it kept going. Like so it like turned into a revenge film. And then a heist film I was like, this is the best. This is the best. This is the best movie of the year. I, I was having a blast let me ask you this question i assume yes. you saw this in a theater because it's only playing in theaters correct of course i did have, yeah. have you seen other movies in theaters before this yeah i saw yeah i've been going to the theaters since september because they opened up 
Nice. in September out here. All right. Okay. So so it's not like it's like, a, oh, finally I'm back in a theater. And like, no, no, I saw Tenet in the theater. What? They were, Look at yeah, you, so, big man on campus nice. over here. Yeah, so when Tenet <laughs> opened up, I went opening weekend to go see it. And then I saw Rayo, The Last Dragon in the theater. Oh, I saw Mortal movies in theater. And I saw Mortal Kombat in theater. Oh, wow. um, I try to if it's in a theater, um, I try to I try to go. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because I can. I'm vaccinated, so it's like, yeah, I can do it. I'm a, I'm not scared. <laughs> so and it's always been safe, and everybody kind of keeps their distance. So it's you know, I went to see Tenant, and it was like the easiest movie experience I've ever been to because like no one was there. I hated the movie, but nobody was there, and it was great. Well, we like Tenet on this podcast, Alan, so good day. <laughs> so you can Fine. leave. Well, I'll just go. Fine. So you love Wrath of Man. You're in, you're into it. Wrath of Man is... Uh... Theater. Bye. <laughs> Abe, how about you? Where are you with Wrath and of Man? And that was Alan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, Wrath of Man is... Um, it's weird because I straddle between... You asked Alan the question of, hey, are you excited that Guy Ritchie and Jason Statham teamed back up again? And to be honest, yes, I am, because I think they make fun movies, and they've also made really interesting like crime, British crime movies. And what's interesting about this one is that we saw The Gentleman, which was released like maybe like a year ago. Yeah, last January. Uh, yeah. And I didn't like that one as much, and I can't remember where you fell on that, Aaron, but it was uh, one of those movies where it's like, yeah, you're being cheeky and fun, but also you're trying to be like crimey, and it doesn't really fit all of it together. Um, for this one, it's like it's much more – Streamlined. It's much more serious. It's it's a little bit more of just hey a revenge thriller kind of flick. Alan had mentioned there's also like a heist thing to it, but the thing that I couldn't get over was like it is clunky and there are a lot of things that are happening here that really make my mind spin in not a, like a terrible way, but just more of what the fuck is this timeline that I'm looking at now? This doesn't have to be this complicated. Um, and it also the payoff is kind of. I think I could have achieved that earlier because I, I, at one point I was feeling the length of the movie. Um, but overall, I, I thought of other movies that are probably a little bit like better, uh, so to speak, in that they do this similar crime heist, whether it's Den of Thieves or they have like a military precision, like Triple Frontier, um, or even like just more of like a straight up action revenge flick like John Wick, where it's just straight to the point and i'm just gonna get what i need to get i haven't seen nobody yet with um friend of the show um Bob uh, Saul. um yeah but um i i would i would think that's more in the vein of, of the john wick because you had mentioned that it's produced by the same guys but um yeah for this one i i think that it was it's a nice return to form so to speak of of uh, guy ritchie's crime roots uh, crime movie roots because there was like a sequence in the movie where i found amazing which is like when they're trying to get names right and i was like this is totally oh yeah that was like, great yeah this is completely like what what um like early guy Ritchie was kind of doing more bloody obviously but it's more of like in the vein of uh like these south london british crime lords and trying to do what they need to do and that was fun that was interesting but again as as i'm going through this movie here um this guy spends like five months working there uh you know really getting in there so i, I there was like not questions necessarily but just more of like motivations and kind of just like like what are we trying to achieve here with this movie what, what are we trying to tell me here that i didn't already know from get the get-go i think the other things i liked about this is that for there wasn't a lot of like technical skill in terms of cinematography but i enjoyed watching some shots especially like car shots or kind of like skill. pan in shots yeah yeah so it's really fun there and then 
the score is very serious. The score is like a lot heavy cello, like heavy the cello. The heaviest so like, of was, cellos. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's like apocalyptica. It's heavy, yeah. heavy cellos. Yeah. And it's like very early on and you feel the the weight of it. And I think the, the thing that really got me out of it was just like, is something going to happen in the first 20 minutes of this movie? Like, I just feel a lot of heavy cellos here. Uh, but, you know, uh, it is what it is. It takes its time to, to get there. But overall, like, it's not the best movie, but it certainly is one that is like if you if you've been fiending for some action, I guess that this is something that you can go see. But um, I think that those are the better Guy Ritchie movies. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, I don't. Uh, I let me comment on that because it's like before sure. I lose track. That, that that music part. I watched this with my dad, and that the thing he kept bringing up was this music. <laughs> like it's just so. <laughs> it's not that it's like bad, but it's just so big and yes. like yeah. operatic. And it was like this. It it gives you this constant sense of dread, which I enjoyed, and that brings me to like this movie overall. It's it's the darkest thing that either of these guys have done, easily. Uh, either of you guys have never done anything as dark as this movie. It's so like violent and very, not necessarily nihilistic, but certainly mean about like what it's trying to accomplish. Uh, is like I like the gentleman like a little bit more uh than this movie. Like I like this movie fine, I guess. Well, I'm about to get into it. Like it, it's uh, when when talking about like the reunion between Statham and Richie, I appreciate that they didn't just do like more like. Well, it's weird, I guess, because like. Snatch and Lockstock are two of like of my favorite movies. I think those movies mm-hmm. are excellent. And Abe, you and I are both huge rock and roll fans. They're not. Oh yeah. They're what state. Uh-huh. They're not Statham fans, but certainly as far as his like gangster movies go, like that yeah. movie rules. Where <laughs> like, it mixes just... fun and comedy, but exactly. also like this gang- gangster threat. So in looking at this, like I can appreciate that they didn't just do that again. As far as well, they've done two of those, and people really like them. Like I like that they didn't just rest on their laurels and be like, we could just do this again. Why not? They instead they're like, let's do something different which is this like really gritty crime film that's very much absent a sense of humor like any humor it just mainly comes from just statham's general charisma but it's not a funny movie by any means um and i mean (laughs) it's very macho like it really goes for this like real macho vibe and it has as i've said it's very violent and mean it's also just my biggest issue, I, and okay, you mentioned like the style, like the sense of like you know style or what have you. Like it's very dialed back for a Richie film for sure. Like it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of long takes which I appreciate it, but in terms of like his rapid fire editing style and stuff that you've seen in other movies or like his, especially or, in some, or like the camera work from like something like King Arthur where it's like oh exactly he's yeah on the Steadicam kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It, like the and like his like under cranking of scenes that like just a lot like a lot mm-hmm. of Tony Scott stuff really <laughs> like just like yeah the way he's That's been a great doing that to, to describe it in a lot of his re- more recent films like the Sherlock films too like his blockbuster stuff like he's been or even Man from Uncle. Let's just name all the Richie films, guys. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but like, yeah, he really dials it back, and I'm not sure if that was just a challenge for himself or, but I don't think it would be budget things. So that's just camera stuff. That's just stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's just. I think he had like he wanted to challenge himself by doing a film like this, where he could take away the things that he generally does and go in a different direction. Sure. And I just wish that the writing was better because I think the writing is the real bad spot in this movie. Yeah. A lot of other things are great. I think Statham is pretty terrific in this movie. Actually, I think this is among his best like performances as an actor because he's not he's not the most rangiest of actors. He does a certain thing. He does it really well. So I I like what he's doing here, and this cast. I think is good, but it they could have been utilized better. And again, yes. I think it comes down to the writing. There's a lot of like sure. bad dialogue. 
There's a lot of yeah. like from actors well, that I from, 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 from actors I generally really like, like Hulk Hulk uh, McCallity. Like I think he's generally a terrific character actor. Yeah. Or Jeffrey Donovan, who I think maybe does the best of these supporting players. He just doesn't have a ton to do. Right. They're they're all they're all there and they're putting in the effort, but like the writing just like fails them in almost every turn. In a lot of they're, sure. they're constantly saying like exactly who they are and what their desired goal is and there's just no subtlety and i it's it's difficult because it's like well this is trying to evoke like a 70s thing but like is is all of this this deliberate like like there's a lot of great 70s crime films that aren't badly written so like what's mm-hmm. the goal in some of this at some points it's just odd yeah. so and like, why was everyone chewing gum because <laughs> if that's how macho he, he's bringing is. it back yeah that's how macho it is. well no this is it's so weird like everybody it, like i was the, as i was watching i was like why does everybody like talk with a chicago accent we're in la <laughs> that's the thing so I, I pointed i said that like, to my dad exactly yeah, i said i, I yeah. said this movie set in la and nobody speaks in a, with a california accent like well, everyone I, I was like who's this guy talking to him as he's like getting this job briefing eddie marzen yeah <laughs> Yeah. What is what? that? Is that a New York accent mixed with like his British accent? Yeah. What is that? Like what? I like don't Josh know. Hartnett like had like four different accents in it. <laughs> and I was a lot of things about as, it. As he was yeah. a lot. His character. I, 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 I believe that... everyone oh, I... in the movie were making um choices. Yes, yeah. they certainly are making choices, especially everybody working at that track company whatever you know the the brinks truck knockoff company yeah everybody there's they're definitely making choices because you could definitely hear that some of these people are like they're definitely not american actors but no everybody has like a new york accent for whatever reason have, um, but I've... aaron something you mentioned which i definitely agree with is that um you know the goofiness of the lines because i think that one scene really heightened it and i was like you guys should have edited this scene or just not done it and it's a scene with josh hartnett and, and jason statham and i was like I don't know like what this is because this is not really the tone of the movie that I've been getting the first 25 minutes, but mm-hmm. also it really just makes me think that um, you guys were trying to make something funny, but this person, this actor is not a very funny actor mm-hmm. and he's not delivering it in a way that maybe you guys were thinking that he would, he would. And so it just comes off as like bad. So mm-hmm. here's, here's the thing. There, there tends to be a lot of like what happened to josh hartnett why is he not around in movies anymore and stuff and like i can respect liking josh hartnett but i think part of the problem with him is he's just not that good like i don't like no. I, i've never had much of a thing for his talent like i think i think he's effective in certain things but i, I don't think he faded because of anything beyond the fact that he just doesn't stick out from an, as an actor very much so. he, I, yeah I think to him he I think the market corrected him with Ashton Kutcher that's interesting that's an that's a great way to describe it like you know what I mean like yeah I know what you mean. they looked the same and Ashton had more comedic yeah. timing and was able to play a buffoon and Josh kind of was too self-serious I feel and I feel and Josh and Hartnett is mm-hmm. very charismatic but he is not a tremendously talented actor right like he, and, and he worked in his early roles like i really like him in the yeah. faculty honestly and he's the good faculty, in the, yeah, the, the, the lucky number no, 11 the, the, yeah, the, but those the, were like the, uh, the virgin the virgin TV. suicides he's another yeah. like key one but but then you get into like other things where he's trying to be more serious like even in black hawk down you're like i don't i mean i get it but also this isn't that difficult of a role necessarily but it still just doesn't feel like you're giving the the seriousness that perhaps you could be giving it with all that being said though mm -hmm. josh hartnett i think that he is super charismatic especially like even in this movie there were flashes of it 
But mm-hmm. to your point, Aaron and Alan, you guys both said this, the way that the writing kind of like completes with some of these characters, I was like, what? This is a waste, you know what I mean? And so like you, either you just can gigante me the way that we talked about last, last week, week with, uh, with without remorse, where it's just like I'm on the screen for 30 seconds and I'm done. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I'm just like, what a waste. Like you guys yeah. even gave him a character. Well, arc. I'll say this there. I think there's a very specific reason why he's in this. It's to yeah. make, it's to make you think a certain thing. Sure. Uh, so other things can happen. But let sure. me yeah. so let me let me talk about the other thing yeah. that bothered me in this movie. Um, I really like Jason Statham, as I said, I in this movie, I think he's great. There is a large chunk of this movie that does not feature Jason Statham, and I did not sure. like that chunk very much at all. Um, there is. Are you talking about like uh, later in the movie? Well, yeah, it's so it's like you get the you know the start of this thing gives you this kind of mysterious thing sure. with him, like he's clearly up mm-hmm. to something you don't know necessarily what. And so you're kind of waiting for the film to obviously unfold and give you more than information. Um, eventually it does by way of a very lengthy flashback sequence, which I eventually <laughs> realized that it wasn't just going to be like a quick flashback. It was going to be, oh, this is like the second act of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was... Which I liked. I, I wasn't big on it. I sure. There's parts of it I liked, but like... Sure. And it's it's not even... It's not the state of stuff. Like that stuff is fine. It's the other stuff where you learn about more of the people involved in this movie. And it's a mix of there's a lot of them and I don't care about any of them. The fact that the the movie doesn't want you to really like any of them, I think very clearly, because it doesn't give you a reason to really have many compassion or any like, you know, it's not doing like, I don't know, like a heat as far as giving you the cops and the criminals. It's just giving you criminals that are largely unlikable people and or have well, no no yeah. dimension to that Regard, regardless um, uh, just to wrap it up i just didn't i wasn't into that act that section of the story so by the time you got back to statham and like the, the like the present day stuff i was like okay good i'm back here again but man did the momentum just slow this thing to a crawl for me and i think that's kind of like where some of the editing and the pacing comes in and i was like this movie is kind of overly long um, yes it is it's so two do... hours yeah yeah, it's almost two hours. I thought it was it's over almost, two hours. Yeah, because like yeah, it feels long. Yeah. <laughs> it feels long for yeah. a state but for a two... for a Richie movie, which are generally pretty packed, pretty uh, quickly paced. Yeah, I mean, like the thing that you're mentioning about that second act, um, which Alan and I again, I think that we liked a certain element. I think we probably like the same oh. part of it too. Um, but I think that what hurts it a lot, what hurts this movie a lot, is there are a lot of people here. There are a lot of character actors and a lot of people that you're supposed to follow along with. And they're supposed to, they're trying to Thanos you into like, Oh, well these guys were part of like this. Uh, they were part of like the military and they got shat on when they came over here. And they like, they don't understand why people didn't like, d- didn't do whatever for them. It's like, again, I get that. But also Aaron is right. You're not making me feel very empathetic toward you. Cause you I'm sound like an asshole. Try yeah. And... Yeah, you like, sound like an asshole, and I don't care that you came over and you're like, oh, I blood, sweat, tears. It's like, go see Den of Thieves and see how they yeah. thought about this entire plot line as well. Al, Alan, I mean, I, I, I understand, like, they're not trying to make you like these people or endear you to them, but at the same time, I should at least enjoy watching them, and that's where that's my issue. Oh, but it. that's I, I think that's the whole thing is like I enjoy watch watching videos. Scott Eastwood was a lot of fun watching because he was I, such a shithead. <laughs> I, I like that they cast him against type and that he didn't yeah. seem like block of wood, but he really <laughs> seemed to want to prove to me that he wasn't being a block of wood in this movie. And like, good on him because yes, yeah, I haven't I was... had the kindest of things to say about Scott Eastwood in the past, but at the yeah. same time, 
he he worked overtime <laughs> this time around, and right. I didn't I didn't like that either. Well, I think the other thing that I didn't like about the that that gang is that they are trying to be smart, but you never really get a sense of how smart they actually are because the writing doesn't reveal it. So Jeffrey Donovan is is pretty decent in it. Yeah, um, generally in terms of like what he's what he who he is and what he's trying to accomplish for them but it just doesn't it's like oh well let me just like come up with this quick plan and we'll just well it's like mm, you guys spent no time on this so again i i largely don't like you already but also how does it even fucking work you know like none of this is is making any sense to me the plan about they how have you guys for this heist is the most <laughs> like they have all of these steps but there's yeah. so many like holes and potential yes. death that they willingly accept it's like at some point, you got there. Got to be like a better plan. Like it's just right. there's a there's a lot that like looking at right. if you want to call it Den of Thieves or Heat. Like the plans they have were giant scores, but they weren't right. ones that were immediately risky to the lives of their characters. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd also say like they're, they're they didn't take eight more... weeks to plan. Like oh, we're gonna do like a basic little crime for six weeks. Uh-huh. Well, this yeah. one's like four times the size. We're just gonna throw another week of recon on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're just yeah. like fuck it. Let's like, do, do great. two that's jobs in our entire coronal careers and we'll be done with it and even like, like the i don't know that by the really work out by the like ending steps of this plan it didn't make sense to me as far as like wait so if if all of you survived and got to this point how do you get away like that was my thought too like i was that was yeah. yeah it's like how does this make sense at this point if so, presuming yeah, that all like you six of you managed to do this then, yeah but if one of them dies they're gonna catch the other they're gonna know who the other people are like that's yeah. the whole thing. Oh, like, there's, a, there's, a there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of holes. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what I was going to say. Like, Aaron, you're totally right. There's too many holes in the plot to make it cohesive because this is like a side plot too. This isn't even like the main plot that's of the, the movie. That's the thing, and it's so I'm like, I'm or watching, is it? No, it or, is. Like, yeah, or is know. it? I'm just, it is the both. I think I think it is. It well, it is I, because it's obviously the movie's it's occupying so much time in the movie that it wants you, but. And it's like, I'm trying not to be like a, I expected a Jason State the movie. Like, that's not yeah, where I'm coming at this. It's just, okay, you're giving, you're throwing me through a loop here. And I'm appreciating that you're, tr- again, I, pre- I appreciate a lot of what they're trying to do with the narrative. It's just, the writing's not supporting it. So the end results are just not working out for me. And the actors aren't well, doing a whole lot because all they're doing is proving how macho they are. So there's no, <laughs> there's no nuance to any of this beyond a couple of the characters. Well, I think that the thing that, I appreciate about this movie is that, you know, this, this could have been titled without remorse um, <laughs> because it's much better than what we saw last week. Right. Which is like, I thought I was going to get some more of this or at least more of, you know, again, we talked about tradecraft and spycraft. And then in, in this case, it's just like, no, this guy's just like going to go kill some people. And I'm down with it because I, I'm kind of like pro his cause. Um, <laughs> and so I would have been fine with that. So the action is there. It just sometimes doesn't make any sense. Like, I was confused why there's there's like one point where they get held up again. I don't know why Los Angeles loves to, keep, to hold up these these guys, but they get held <laughs> up again. And then like the, the assailants just flee. And I was like, why would that team need to pull off a job like this? So it was never explained to me either. And I'm like, I is that what they normally do? Because well, there were case, though. And one of the other ones, they were casing it anyway. So they were going to try. They were going to. So they were I, going I to at one point. Got it. It just okay. feels like yeah, there, could, there could easily be more communication going on between certain groups <laughs> yeah. yes. to, so, yes. to stop embarrassing yeah. mishaps such as this one. Right. But the, I'll say this: that's like the Statham stuff where he's pl- where he's working as the 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 cash truck guy. I like all that stuff a lot. Like before it gets in more no, in, normal. Statham getting a nine to five. Yeah, I like that a lot, and I like the 
because you like you know he's talented so like him like auditioning for the job and like yeah. barely passing the test yeah that was you're cool. like clearly this guy like knows how to shoot and can drive cars he's fucking jason yeah. statham like so i'm not yeah. transporter God i'm not con- i'm not confused by what he's trying to pull right. here but i'm waiting for this to be unleashed and so by the time he starts unleashing things on people and then you get these funny these legit funny scenes with eddie marzan and rob delaney back in the yeah. office being like <laughs> I don't know about this guy. And Rob Delaney's like, this guy's fucking, what are you talking what about? This guy's, this guy's him. Yeah. Great. Make him head of the company. <laughs> like, he's, he's Rob Delaney just showing up for two scenes was so great. Cause I don't think anyone, I, uh, I saw this in the theater too. And I was like, I don't think anyone knew that Rob Delaney is like a comedic actor, but he's, He's so he's great. Very, like, it makes me want, because he has that, what, show uh, Catastrophe on Amazon, which I never watched. Like, it makes me want to watch this show, because, like, yeah. I, te- I keep seeing him in things, and he keeps being very funny in them. So it's like, I got to see more of this Rob Delaney. Like, he's, he's working. Yeah. He's popping, I want to ask you guys a question. What did you guys think about, like, those, those um, basically the title cards, like, mid-movie title cards? Did you guys feel as though that was helping oh. you through your progression of this movie, or was it just much it too was, much it, it, i don't i didn't feel either way about it it was more of okay there's like it's breaking it up a bit and it generally solved what that meant pretty quickly or very overtly so it was like okay that's a choice sure. <laughs> bad animals bad alan sorry you cut out for a second say that again what did you think hey. of the the interstitial titles that were popping up throughout the movie yeah oh yeah i mean I think one of them, like, they're kind of spoilers, but I didn't, I, I, I liked that they were separating up like, like chapters. I, I was into that. When, if, when the movie first started, I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. And then like the second time, I'm like, okay. And then the third time, I was like, oh, it's like the Vince McMahon meme. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> Progressively like into it. I don't know. Yeah. I think I was just hyped because it's this movie just radiated. My wife has the kids for the weekend, so I'm gonna watch this movie with the boys. Right. Kind of thing. Like yeah. I just feel like, and also I just feel like they filmed it over a weekend. It really well, does feel what, that way too. Let me let yeah. me tell let me tell you something. The um I watched a um there was a video when snatch it was snatches um like anniversary last year and there's there's a video of Guy Ritchie talking about like snatch like making the movie mm-hmm. and everything and he was talking about uh he was talking about how he really liked Jason Statham's performance in it and then we see, we see him talking to Statham over Skype about it because he was directing from home because of covid so this is that movie like that he was directing oh, him in and so when you talk about filming it over weekend or just other things about this movie in terms of the performance choices i'm not saying that Guy Ritchie was absent clearly he was involved but knowing that he was directing from home at some points it, oh. it, it makes me wonder, like, how that affects a movie. That's interesting. Like, if, if that actually had a legit effect on the way we're seeing certain characters act. Now, it's not like J- J- Guy Ritchie can't, like, watch the footage and see sure. what's going on here. But I do wonder if there's a an actual difference that came about because of the fact that he was remote directing at certain points of this film. Because, mm-hmm. I, as I've pointed out, I think it's uneven <laughs> in places. So. Yeah. And I wonder if there's a yeah, different I mean, if there's if there's a different energy that you get from being on set compared to you know not obviously. That would explain a, a ton of the credits with like uh, director A, B, and C. Oh yeah, uh, for like, sure. But there's a lot of there's a lot of like weird director units here, uh, yeah. more than more than the usual two or three. There's like five units here. Oh so, oh, by the way, before I forget, speaking of Rob Delaney in a couple scenes, uh, best Andy Garcia role since Passengers, guys, right? Like he's just oh my goodness, eating, oh he eating I mean, up I screen know. time is what you could maybe say about maybe him. since uh, Ghostbusters. So what he don't okay, he's great in Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's wonderful. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's a, 
<laughs> no, but remember passengers. That that whole scene he was shows in. up for two two seconds. <laughs> it was, so he's he the pop- captain of that ship that woke up from Viper's sleep. He popped up here, and maybe I ducked my head or something during the opening credits, but I did not know Andy Garcia was. <laughs> so when he popped up, and I'm like, oh, that's the whole of his role. And I'm like, all right, good for him. Yeah, get that I mean, money. At first, I was confused as to what he was doing. Then I was like, oh no, I I dig it. So, you know, agent man. But yeah, getting um, getting back to the yeah. action. Um, another, I don't, you know, I do like this movie overall. I know I'm, com- I'm, I'm probably the least on it compared to you guys, but there's just a lot of stuff here. But the, I, I don't think that you're the least on it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not huge on it. But, um, um, yeah, but I, I, um, when I wrote my I'm review, I still, when I wrote it. my review, I still wasn't decided on if that was going to be a rotten or a fresh. Like I, I leaned fresh, but I was like, is there much here? Um, but I, I mean, the Statham thing works for me. I think he does a good job. But the, about the action. The, the the problem I had towards the end of the action, or at least, like, gu- people getting shot in the face so often, was mm-hmm. because of, like, th- it just became very predictable. Like, every reverse and reveal that was taking place in this heist and, like, how things were playing out, I, it just felt like I was four steps ahead of everybody. So it was like when somebody holds a gun or whatever, like, I'm already three scenes ahead as far as I'm, like, it just felt like, okay, like, we're just kind of moving 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 so we can get to this inevitable ending and so i just it just i just kind of felt like worn out as far as the end of this movie went when we got like finally like got to the resolution well, of it's, everything it's also like an unfortunate ending because it, it i think that they're trying to make it a cool um like heat moment where like a 30 minute gun gunfight but it just kind of fizzles out because like we've all pointed out the plan makes no fucking sense and also the way that the way that they exit is like uh yeah that that didn't seem that complicated you know who had a better exit plan uh logan lucky that was more fun and more interesting of an exit than this movie where i was like i don't know what happened um and in this one it's just like mm, let's just take these atvs for a half a mile and get into a prius and I'm like what alan made this movie <laughs> you know what at one point during the movie i was like i made this movie in high school <laughs> you probably did yeah i was like I, i'm pretty sure i wrote the script in high school this is exactly what i would have wrote i think that was a piece of why i liked it so much i'm like this movie is so testosterone and just cliche driven i'm like I, i'm fuck yeah if you have the yeah. balls to make it I'm, I'm into it you know you speak about that too and, and aaron you mentioned this earlier but this is a good statham movie because it's statham the way that you sort of how he was first introduced to you as a badass, not talking a lot kind of guy, and then uh, I think you know, even, he was talking a lot. That was, I mean, snatching lock stock. He's talking nonstop. Like that's he's, he's like a up. goofy uh, Londoner guy. But I mean, transporter. You know, yeah, he was more steely and silent. stoic. Yeah. yeah, and then stoic, I mean, just like I, that famous yeah. Gerard Butler character, stoic that we couldn't think of, <laughs> that we couldn't figure out the name of. Yeah. I yeah. guess I guess he has had a lot of funny things because even in Crank, he's he's doing some funny things. Oh, Crank, but yeah, I, Crank's his comedy master. <laughs> People think Spy. I think if we want to talk about funny Statham, Crank is hilarious. <laughs> but I think that you, you, he probably was like, you know, I, I like these Fast and Furious movies, but I also don't like them because I want to be on brand with myself. And being on brand with myself is a really cool crime lord guy who kicks a lot of ass. And, you know, it is a good Satan performance. So, well, yeah, in that regard, like, yes. I, what it's kind of like a throwback to like a 90s movie. Well, the movie, yeah, the movie itself is this kind of hodgepodge of 70s and 90s for sure. The Statham role, yeah, you're not wrong because that's with Fast and Furious and Spy and just like a lot of his like more recent role, even Expendables to an extent, 
they're obviously like it's playing off him being a badass but it's like it's almost like a like especially with spy it's a parody of himself at this point like it's not it isn't transporter at this point anymore like he's not doing this thing for the sake of i'm proving myself as an action star he's going at this point of i'm so familiar to audiences as an action star that i can take it away over the top or be comedic about it or have like another angle so yes in terms of this movie it is a throwback to the kind of things that he was kind of more playing with in his earlier days as a kind of up-and-coming action star or like in uh gangster crime movie person so yeah. and yeah he's really good here like i i do think he does the job yeah he's he's good here actually there's actually uh his team is good here too because i enjoyed um one of his henchmen is like a really good narrator i was like this guy needs to narrate more movies so it wasn't mike it was like um yeah, the black dude. Yeah, and it's like he's a really good narrator. He's also really calm about things too. So, anyway. uh, Babs, all loose. I oh, you wow, really I walked into see. this one. <laughs> His name is Babs Olusama Olu Mokun. I want to see Olusan him in more Mokun. movies. Yeah, you got there. Yeah, there it is. You got there. Yeah, want to see him in more movies. He's he's very good in this as as a. Uh, second right-hand man kind of guy but also um again great narrator how about a uh, post malone how about post malone is robber great uh great headshot for, for half a second for <laughs> one nanosecond yeah yeah i enjoyed that they didn't do what what you know because he's on the poster the name post malone's on the poster so i enjoyed wow. that they didn't do like what, what poster you, is that <laughs> i didn't see that poster <laughs> I forget, but I, I remember seeing it, and I was like, why is Post Malone in this movie? Where it's like, oh, it's going to be like one of those um, star cameo things. Like, no, nah, he, he gets dismissed pretty quickly. What else was he in? Wasn't he in something else? Post Malone? He was yeah. in Spencer Confidential. I, I like it. You said that as if, like, don't you You all should know this. Don't you know? <laughs> Obviously, it was Spencer Confidential. The, the, the Mark Wahlberg Netflix that movie. Very good. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that for me. And yes, you're right. It was Spencer Confidential. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> what else? Any other thoughts on, uh, on Wrath of Man? Um, you know. No, not really. I think we covered a lot of it. We did. Is there more you want to say about why you liked it so much, Alan? I don't know. I just, it, I think it's a good double feature with Den of Thieves. I mean, I you're not wrong. First. I did. Would I did. You watch yeah. Thieves before or after this one? Uh, Thieves after. He had okay, yeah. I was gonna say I, you, I, you I, watched I, it before. Yeah. Watch this movie, then watch Thieves after again. Oh, you yeah, triple. <laughs> he okay. he Oreoed this movie with Dead of Thieves. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a long day. <laughs> uh, you're not I wrong. I mean that well. that is like if you after. if there's a recent comparable movie, it's definitely Dead of Thieves. Yeah. It's 100% done because they do the same heist, but they they're more logical about the heist because they're like, oh, we gotta wash this cash because the government knows where it is. I'm yeah, annoyed that I have to sit here thinking, yeah, Dead of Thieves is the better movie than this one. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's a that's a weird thought to have. Hey, bro, we got family here. This one's a half an hour <laughs> shorter, so it has that going for it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> That but I think movie... that the action and the 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 motivations make a little bit more sense than Dennis Thieves. Yeah, they do. And plus, you it have... also had, it also had a better rapper rapper in Fifty Cent. So there you go. Who's, he's good in that movie too. He's bring he's his daughter back. Yeah. You better bring his daughter back. And you had Gerard you had Gerard Butler going to like thirteen. Super method. Quote, unquote, super method. 
<laughs> Let me actually stay up till six in the morning drinking nothing but whiskey and smoking cigarettes. Like guys are chewing gum in this movie. He was chewing on like the the whole damn pack Tobacco. all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's chewing Nicorette the whole time. <laughs> all right. Well Dan of Thieves, go see it. <laughs> so Wrath of Man, this movie. Jason Statham, Guy Rich, it's in theaters now. When should people see this movie? Alan? Uh if you like garbage crime, go to the theater. Mm. It's garbage. It's like tier garbage crime. I love it. It was great. Abe. I mean, it's not a good, it's not like <laughs> okay. an exceptional movie. It's not a great movie. It's not going to be one of the best movies of the year. Sort of like, I don't like, you know, critic list. But if you want to <laughs> watch like, a you know, a fucking crime film with Jason Statham, that's also a heist movie and a revenge movie. Yeah, go watch it. I hope your yeah. top 10 at the end of this year has Wrath of Man on it. <laughs> Mine? As number it's 10. yours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's number one right now. On your critic list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Number one right now. Number one. Love it. Abe, That's going to make you? it to the rounds. This is an HBO movie, so you can watch this on... When it comes on to HBO, you can watch this. I, it's I, more I like a stars movie, really. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. I, I, I like this movie just enough, but I wouldn't be like, man, if, if this is the one to return to theaters for, go for it. I No, I would say, yeah, this is like a good streaming release to watch mm-hmm. in full... It's it's a perfect movie to find in like a five dollar DVD bin in Walmart. Kind of, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's cover one of those. In, the, in a blank disc, yeah. Yeah, it's one of not those, a blank disc, but, but... It's, just, it's not branded. It just says Brother Man on the really on the insert. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's our that's our thoughts on Wrath of Man. Uh, let's uh let's move on now. Let's get to um, Abe. Uh, what what uh, what time is it here? Aaron, I think it's time for a quick game here. <laughs> Let it known fact, Aaron is the composer of the sound of the cell phone in Scott Eastwood's bag later in the movie. Yeah, it's accurate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was not the classical composer. Uh, anyway, I've got two games for you guys here. First game. <laughs> didn't know how to finish that one. Nope. Uh, the first game here is Parental Guide. This is where I'm going to read you guys some Parental Guide. Uh, I guess they're they're not even clues. They're just like quotes comments from imdb from either guy ritchie or jason statham movies i'm going to read them in vague to specific order if you know the movie i'm talking about buzz in with your name and tell me the name of the movie you're going to oh, read okay. just so ratings no no not ratings these are things like the, that like the like, suggestive language yeah. right. okay. okay there's a lot of gore in this movie let me write specifically right. why okay you're see i got this. it i got it i got it all right here we go scenes of men flirting with prostitutes no nudity or action Large rats, ghoulish bats, and other foul creatures attack a man. Giant snakes are seen. Giant snakes. Fighting with swords, knives, oh, and Alan is Aaron King or Alan. King Arthur. Yes, that's right. King Wait, are these Arthur, all are, are these all Gary Ritchie movies? Gary Ritchie or Jason Statham movies? Oh, okay, yeah. I missed that part. Okay. okay. Yeah. There, the the very specific one would have been gigantic elephants terrorize a castle and its soldiers. Soldiers are turned to fire and ash from magic fireballs. Oh, that's not uh, snatch. <laughs> no, it's, it's revolver. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with Mark, our uh, our friend. Um, the next one here. A man walks around his house nude. Strategic place objects conceal his genitalia, but we still see the top part of his butt. There's a large explosion, and we see many bloody bodies as the aftermath. 
a man is poisoned, he foams at the mouth and dies. In one scene, characters are seen running through a forest with artillery shells being fired at them. Aaron. Aaron. Sherlock Holmes colon Game of Shadows. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one would have been a lot of smoking throughout the movie, mostly by Holmes. But there was some smoking done by other characters. <laughs> uh, the next one here. There are multiple scenes of drinking, mostly minor, however. The film is comedic in tone. <laughs> a man getting beat up with a baseball bat. Camera on beaters, and you hear grunting noises. A man gets knocked out. Aaron. A man, Aaron. Oh, is it Lockstock? Oh. It is not Lockstock. Okay. All right. Uh, Alan, you get Alan? Oh, you want to guess now? Yeah, is it Snatch? It is Snatch. Uh, yeah. All right. The next one was a man frequently <laughs> references feeding his victim to pigs. And uh, of course. One, yeah, yeah, an unofficial mob boxing match. Two men fight. <laughs> uh, the next one here. Men get nailed in their crotch a few times as well as women in one fight scene. A woman drinks several alcoholic drinks. Oh. Yeah. Many gunshots, some blood shown upon impact. Alan. Alan. Is it Spy? It yeah, I think it's Spy. spy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is Susan stabs DeLuca's goon with a knife. He falls on an impaled rebar. We see it sticking out of him as blood comes out. Susan then, then throws up on him and a knife impaling him in the corpse's heart. All right. Nice. Last one here. A man is punched in the face at a party. Two men raid a compound and briefly shoot several attackers. There's a long car chase through a forest. Aaron. And Aaron. The man from Uncle. The man from Uncle is correct. The last one is in his dossier during the credits. Napoleon Solo is described as a serial womanizer. Uh, Alan, you won that first game called Parental Guide. I did. Yeah. The next one here is called Characters Welcome. This is where I'm going to read you guys. Uh, all of these people are actors from the movie <laughs> Wrath of Man. But I'm going to read you the characters that they've played. And if you guys know who the answer is or the actor is, ring with your name. And tell me who the actor is. Got it. John. Zeke Tyler. Jasper Arnold. Detective Casey Calden. Aaron. Aaron. That's Hollywood Homicide, so that's Josh Hartnett. That is Josh Hartnett. <laughs> Zeke is fac faculty. Yes, that's right, yeah. What's uh, the first? I was going to have... What's John? John is from Halloween H2O. Oh, of course. <laughs> What's the, the last one? one would have been uh, Boy Sweat Dave, which is his character in, uh -huh. in the movie. Uh, the next one here. Bill Barrett. Captain Van Meter. The Mechanic. Alan. Alan. Holt McAllen. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. You got it from The Mechanic, right? Yep. Yep. The, the I would have <laughs> gone with yep. Bill Tench and then Bullet. Uh, the next one here. Sergeant Jericho Butler. Frank Martin. Aaron. Aaron. Jason Statham. That is right, yeah. Yeah. His is a little bit too easy because the Jer next one's Which one's Jericho Butler? <laughs> Jericho Butler, I forget. I mean, I'm Is it I'd war? I feel like it's war. <laughs> no, it Ghosts of Mars. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh. It's one of those off brand crappy yeah. ones. That's what I was trying to think. 
I mean, his is very easy. Chev Chelios, Arthur Bishop, Deckard Shaw, Lee Christmas. Come on. Well, I mean, Chev Chelios is one of the best character names of all time. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. The next one here. Thomas Mason. Robert Jennings. Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Detective David Cregan. Steve Forcing. Dodd Gerhardt. Utah defense attorney John O'Connell, Jim Hunt, Michael Weston, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron. That's that's Jeffrey Donovan. That is Jeffrey Donovan. That's his burn notice character. That's That's his burn. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. Jeff Michael Weston is his burn notice character, which is probably the most uh, remembered name. Uh, Next one here, Trey, Ryan Felter. Billy Clark, Sergeant Miles, Trevor James, Little Nobody, Alan, Alan, Heard Alan, Scott Eastwood. Scott Eastwood is correct. Nate Lambert and Jan are there. Next one here. Just two more. Charlie Vincent, Mayor Bradley, Alan, Alan. Mm. Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Luciano, Captain Norris, Terry Benedict, and Vincent Mancini. Who's he? Who, where was he? Lucky Luciano. Lucky Luciano is uh. Is he from, like mobsters or something? No, Andy Garcia. It's Hoodlum. It's Hoodlum. Hoodlum. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think like what? Yeah. Yeah. Last one here, Mr. Tense. Reverend John. Alan. Alan. Eddie Marsden. Eddie Marsden is correct. <laughs> Father Brendan Etheridge. We have Brownway, John Houseman, Inspector Lestroud, Peter Page, and, and Terry is his name from uh from uh Wrath of Man. Alan, you you won that one as well. Four to I'm three. I'm killing it. I'm doing yeah. so well. I'm doing the best at this. You did you you won both this week, so congratulations. I'm doing it. Yeah, that was characters welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for those games, Abe. Yeah, that was wonderful. That was fun. I like it when I win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on now. Let's get some bad feedback. Feedback, 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 feedback. Ooh, I like it. This is where we go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash now podcast. We have a number of questions and they gave us some answers. The listeners gave us some answers. And we got we got no questions this week, unfortunately. But let's go with this. And Alan, feel free to join in when you have some answers. Yeah. Question is, what's your favorite Jason Statham movie and role? Chris has. Well, my first thought was everything. Crank, Snatch, and Transport are our favorites. Turkish. Turkish. A snatch. Yeah. Or, yes. Snatch. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I like I like I like him I like him a lot in Snatch. So that was yeah. I mean, Snatch and Lockstock are two of my favorite movies in general, as I've said. I do think Chev Chelios is a great character for him. Mm-hmm. And I think I believe there is a very distinct difference between hit, between what he does in that movie and what he does in other movies, which is why I really like it. Yeah, so a, I'm a big fan of Rick in uh, Spy because, you know, Rick Ford, you know, he knows <laughs> that there's a face off machine. Don't lie to him. Mm hmm. Um, but, uh, um, safe. I like him, him in the bank job. Bank, bank job and bank safe job. are like my, like safe. my two. Yeah. I think are two great like Statham like lead movies like yeah. they don't get enough they don't get enough credit. 
there's a little bit too much of him in Hobbs and Shaw, but you know, he's good as, as Shaw. I, I like him in Furious 7, where he plays a the, villain. The bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where, he, where, where he doesn't have two other movies that are like, remember when I murdered a hospital in the opening sequence? Don't worry I about that. I'm a fun guy. I hated my guts and I wanted to kill you because you hurt my brother? Remember when I blew up the house that presumably Brian, uh, Jordana Brewster, their child, and Vin Diesel could have all been in? Well, don't worry about that. I'm a good guy now. Yeah. You see me making coffee in the morning now. <laughs> Uh, to, they had to work together, Aaron. That's how they saved the day. Yeah, they 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 realized teamwork was the answer. Right. Um, okay, next question we have here: Who is your favorite Guy Ritchie movie character? Chris writes Mickey O'Neill from Snatch, uh, Stella, and Bacon. Stella's the dog in Snatch, right? I think so. And Bacon is um, Jason Fleming. Yes. Yeah. I like. I have no confusion about who Bacon is. Stella, though, <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's the dog. <laughs> it is the dog. I'm right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, uh, favorite yeah. character offhand, because there's a lot, but I. It's more of like a the, the trio of Lenny James, um, the other guy that's with him, and and Tyrone and Snatch, the three black guys that, and they're mainly because their entire sequence where they try to rob. Um, the fight and just like every every bit of dialogue and everything those 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 three people do I think is absolutely like just hilarious it kills me I like Mark Strong in uh, Rock and Roll as Archie um, oh god yeah. he's, he's <laughs> like you know Mark Strong is a really good actor and then this one it just feels like no nah, I just really want to play like a, a, a slum a, a sleaze guy but also the uh, rules I've got rules Mark Strong also really good as Sorter in Revolver but when is Mark Strong never good? He that was like the first time I saw like really noticed Mark Strong was in Revolver, a movie that otherwise has nothing memorable about it. For not, me. not very good. No. Yeah. Dennis Dennis Farina uh, in Snatch also just kills me. Dennis Farina. Yeah. All right. Alan, any favorites, Alan? Um, it's mostly like mostly everybody that was in Snatch. Yeah. And I liked um oh god what's his name oh. Bullet you, Tony. Um, uh, Vinny Jones. Yeah, when Vinny, Vinny Jones and Logstock was wonderful. Uh, Dexter Fletcher as Soap was always fun, and as always Jason Fleming as Tom in Logstock. It's just know, fun. It's fun watching Dexter Fletcher as a director now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and with well, his, and he has like, all this hair. <laughs> RDJ as Sherlock was, was, I don't know, he was always good. Though. I, I don't know. I think he has, oh, I think Guy Ritchie always has interesting choices, and most of the time they're always fun to watch. Not yeah. only RDJ, but Jude Law is a great Watson. Yeah, those two guys were good. Yeah, very good together. Like, they keep talking about three. Yeah, I want to see Is that one. happening? It, it supposedly is with De- with Dexter Fletcher uh, directing. Oh. Um, and then I liked Henry Cavill and Man from Uncle. I think it's the best movie he's done. Like. Right, possibly. That's yeah. him. Like I think that's the best role he's well, done. Well, I don't know. I mean, Immortals was. is pretty good, Alan. It's just, yeah, but I think Man from Uncle is better. Yeah, I'm kidding. I mean, fa- Fallout rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, that's right. He gets yeah. his face burned off. That is the thing you want to highlight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the next question is, uh, what's a great oh, hold on, real, 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 real quick. Well, this is, uh, to, uh, friend of the show, Toby Kebbell, of course, in Rock and Roll also. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. He wants to be like, uh, he wants to be like uh, Uncle Arch. And there's few, like, as much as I, like, I like Gerard Butler, but he and Idris Elba are having so much in fun one, in Rock and Roll. As one, too? Yeah. Yeah, as one, too. Like, they're so fun. That was the first that. time I saw Idris Elba. 
I was just thinking, well, you had the wire, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I saw the wire later, though. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, I came into the wire, like, after its run, so. Um, which is still the, the greatest TV show ever made, uh, so I'll fight yeah, anybody. I, watched, I rewatched it over the pandemic. It was great. Yeah, I, 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 was I telling, did, too. <laughs> I was telling Aaron, I was like, I've watched, like, the first episode, and it feels like it's so complete. Like, the first episode feels so complete and i was like i feel like i've seen four episodes like it was just the first and my, my dad has seen it now also he watched all the wire last year and yeah. now we keep seeing like actors like who do i know that he's like he's from the wire yeah <laughs> so, yeah avon right. right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> avon barksdale is training michael b jordan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh training wallace yeah. Oh, that's, that's right. where he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also from the wire. training Wallace. Real turnaround of that situation. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um. The next question is: What's a great ensemble of set? Uh, what's a great ensemble set of criminals from a film? Joe Jans has the final crew in Baby Driver. Chris Cleveland writes Oceans Eleven and Twelve. It's a solid answers here. He said it how like Jack Black says it. Baby Driver. Baby Driver. <laughs> Baby Driver. Baby Driver. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? Uh, set, saw, a great ensemble set of criminals from a film. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, the Oceans movies. Oh, yeah. Den of Thieves. Uh, Den of Thieves. <laughs> Den of Thieves. The, uh, the, the now De you're, Niro... talking about the, you're talking about the bad guys. Well, the thieves. Yeah, <laughs> the criminals. Yeah. Like... <laughs> the, uh, the... yeah, I was going to say, De Niro, Sizemore, Kilmer... And uh, and Dennis Haysbert, of course, in Heat. Uh, let's see the uh, the Lady Killers, the original Lady Killers. Oh, was it be like Tom Hanks? No, um, yeah, with Peter yeah. Peter Sellers and um, Alec Guinness, and um, there's a few. There's a lot of them. They, they, that movie rules. The Italian Job. Yeah. Which one? Handsome, Handsome Rob. Oh yeah, I guess it depends. Yeah. Michael uh, Caine's or uh, Mark Wahlberg's. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I was Edward Norton's mustache. That's it. <laughs> uh, you never really see them on the same screen together, but the entirety of um, Marcellus Wallace's crew is super fun. Okay. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace, Vincent Jules, the Wolf. Come on, that's a great cast of uh, criminals. Channing Tatum and Adam Driver and Daniel Craig and uh, Logan Lucky. Did you say? I forget what their code word is. Um, hot sauce? It's not. No, no, it's not hot sauce. It's not. Is it pineapple? No, it's not pineapple. Now it's gonna bother me for the rest of this entire show. Um, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, C three PO, R two D two. They criminals. Were, they yes. Were criminals busting out Princess Leia. Yeah, that's true. Now, now uh, they're galactic uh, felons. Yeah. <laughs> Cauliflower. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Did you say cauliflower? <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Next the question Lavender we Hill have. Mob. Here. That was fun. The Lavender Hill Mob. Alleginus again. Yep. Um, the um, next question we have here. What are some great films about robberies gone wrong? Jeff writes Heat, Inception, and Solo, a Star Wars story. Chris has Killing Zoe and Reservoir Dogs. Peter has Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, a fantastic movie. Thumbs up. Yeah, great films about robberies gone wrong. Ooh, Ooh. Ocean's Twelve. Yeah, I crushed the answer. I'm done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the mark. 
Um, <laughs> you spoke to Lamarck? I love that at the end there where he's like... Uh, uh, the petulant like, child? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Uh, a movie's about robberies gone wrong. I mean, Reservoir Dogs is already there. It's so, like, if I ever talked to, like, Soderbergh, I'd have the stupidest, because I'd be like, so how did Vincent Cassell actually know where the, the combination... Like, that'd be my question. It'd, it'd be so off topic. He knows everything! <laughs> <laughs> he he gave Andy Garcia the, the wolf thing already. Or like, there's the so body. many questions I could ask, but I'm like, but Vincent Cassell at Ocean's 12. Let's be serious here for a second. <laughs> I mean, even Daniel Ocean was surprised. <laughs> uh, Robbery's gone wrong. What is another one? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's one that one that have gone wrong, right? Yeah, That's the, like, I don't know if it, it really went wrong. Yeah, I mean, people died. Um, what's it? Um, no Country for Old Men. Okay. Seems like just bad things oh, happen yeah, in every no, scenario. No, no, <laughs> everything, everything started going wrong. In that Whoa, movie. differences. <laughs> yeah. Like he's been running forever from his whole life. Um, well, because I was thinking of like um, the lookout with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, but it's like, oh. well, it doesn't go perfect. They kill go, a guy. Yeah, and also like we're we're on we're on the side of Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so it didn't go right for those guys, and he did the right thing. So well, like a security oh, dog guy day, dog day afternoon. Oh, that's yeah, a great. That, 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 yeah, that's 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 some wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Cazale really made it out of that movie all right. <laughs> Not, not, not as far as Lance Hendrickson was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Robbery's gone wrong. Yeah, that movie rules. <laughs> I watched that pretty. I watched it last year. I think. Dog yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. It's just so good. He wants a pizza. Because they po- <laughs> they poison the pizza. That's one of my favorite Pacino lines of all time. They poison the pizza when the guy's having a heart attack, and he's like, he's so dumb that he thinks the only reason this happened is because they poisoned the pizza. I mean, you know, he's he's having a hard day. <laughs> so yeah. funny. Well, the next question is, what are your favorite random movie cameos? Uh, Irene has Brad Pitt in Deadpool two. Uh, that is a funny one. That is that is a good one. Any favorite movie cameos? Bruce Willis and <laughs> It is pretty random. Bruce Willis in Ocean 12, yeah. You got rid of Marcy? Yeah. My favorite uh, Bruce Willis line is when Matt Damon says something. He's like, I'm Bruce Willis. (laughs) 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 I don't need to say more. I'm Bruce Willis. That that, that feels like him not even acting at that point. He's just like, I'm Bruce Willis. Well, it's funny because you could also say that technically, didn't she also make her own cameo in that movie? She did. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, she's playing her, or somebody who she looks like that person. So anyway, I love that, that at some point that was like a breakthrough in the writers' room on how to make Ocean's Twelve work. <laughs> Let's make Julia Roberts play Julia Roberts. And, and most people hated it. <laughs> I was, I thought it was funny. Oh, I Ocean's Twelve was great. I love Ocean's I Twelve. Love that's, Ocean's a, that's, 12. that's a fun I'm movie. A but it's just the like... Cherry Jones scene is fantastic. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm already forgetting your name right now, Linus. <laughs> Guys, let's just talk about the wire in Ocean's Twelve for the rest of the yeah, episode. That's all we need to talk about. <laughs> random movie cameos. Random movie cameos. I like mean, random ones. Yeah, Bruce Willis in Ocean's Twelve is pretty random. That's that's pretty funny though. Um, so, um, uh, Matt Damon and Ragnarok. Ra- Matt Damon in most things is pretty. <laughs> ra- he's generally pretty random. When he but showing up as showing up oh, as yeah, uh, as Loki is pretty good. Yeah, and then Eurotrip when he shows up in Eurotrip. And then he shows up in. What else did he show up in? 
Interstellar, right? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 Interstellar. Interstellar. Uh, yeah. Uh, Unsane um, is another one yeah. where he just pops up in there all of a sudden. Mm. Uh, oh, uh, Hot Fuzz has like a um, like Kate Blanchett and Peter Jackson in Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. Show- Peter Peter Jackson's in that movie. He's when they when they describe Simon Pegg getting stabbed in the hand by Santa uh-huh. Claus. He's Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> But the Kate Blanchett joke just kills me every time because like, it is hey, I'm leaving over to like whatever's like she's over there. <laughs> I also like the whole entire like Andy, don't worry, Andy, it's just holidays. Um, also Academy Award winner. <laughs> it's just a lot of great things about Hot Fuzz. Anyway, yeah. uh, yeah, all right. Okay, next question we have here. Uh. Who are some performers that have faded in popularity that you'd like to see make a comeback? This is a reference to Josh Hartnett. In, uh, yeah, I was like, movie. that's an interesting question. Ooh. Ooh. I was just thinking about yeah. this the other day. Because sometimes when you watch movies, you're like, what happened to that guy? Or that gal? So. Ooh, that's a good question. Typically, mm. Brendan Fraser comes up a lot in these kind of questions, yeah. and like he's actually doing stuff recently, right. more, yeah. and he's going to be in the next Aronofsky film. So he was also he's also in like that that um, Marvel series or something like that, right? So he's in the DC. He's, he's DC. in the DC show. Yeah, I want Clive <clears throat> Owen to come back. Clive yeah, Owen? Yeah. yeah, he's just kind of like on the outskirts, like yeah. of things, or he keeps he shows like, up in weird stuff. Villains. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was in like Gemini Man, right? He was also in uh, uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets yep. as a bison. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> he has M. Bison. Yeah, look yeah. at his suit. He does look like M. Bison. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Tay Diggs, there you go. Anything for me, Aaron? I think of who I haven't just like seen in a while, like prominently. Uh, Emilio Estevez that I want to see. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to see Antonio do more. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, but I feel like he does stuff. It just doesn't, yeah. you know. Because mm-hmm. that's the same with like John Leguizamo. Like John Leguizamo works all the time. I think John Leguizamo is great. He's doing stage I, stuff right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he's been. He's yeah. He's always been mixing it up, which is yeah. cool for him. You know. Uh, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, Jim Carrey. Like, I really like seeing him in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog last year. Like, I really like. Yeah, or, that was like like, uh, like him being like classic Jim Carrey. Yeah. And I I just don't get that enough. And you know, they're making two, so he'll do it again. But right. I I do like what you know. I was watching some of his earlier movies, like Liar Liar and stuff like that, and it's just like. This is just such comedic force of good and fun, and it's yeah. like I want that energy again. Force that... is a great way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like I haven't seen The Mask in a while, but like that movie is just Jim Carrey on like a thousand. So. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Murphy, honestly, we you know we got a taste of him in Coming to America and whatnot. Like bring bring us more Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah. He very much can be funny. I've to seen be it. fair, I mean <laughs> he's like also like. Scrooge McDuck and swimming and money, so I don't know if he really needs to do anything. Yeah. Well, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about like the necessity of them sure. as a person, but it's always me wanting to see them on screen. Of course. Like, yeah. This is true. I'll just see Mike Myers do something funny again. Sorry, Married yeah, to the Next it, Murder Part 2. It's been yeah, like 20 years, that's... so yeah, it would be nice to see Mike Myers be funny. Yeah. What, what was the most recent thing that he was in? Um, I guess it would be in uh, Academy Award winning. Uh, Academy Award winning Bohemian Rhapsody. 
that, yes, it would be a, it would be a Bohemian Rhapsody would be the answer to that question actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, but besides like the Shrek stuff, I mean, there was Inglorious Bastards for like a hot minute. Um, yeah. And the love, I think the Love Guru was like the last like I'm the star. Where movie I'm, movie. yeah, I'm gonna be Mike Myers, kind of funny guy. And then he then he directed a documentary. Um, I forget what that was called. Mm. It's but but it's about a. I don't think it's a music. I think it's about an artist. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Supermensch. That's what it's called. Uh, Supermensch. Ho- Supermensch. The life, mm. the life and career of legendary Hollywood insider Shep Gordon. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I can't like. It's largely like yeah, people that are like either just like retired or just don't need to work, which is why they don't. Like, yeah. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> like you know, like we like Taylor Kitsch. Like if, if he like got good stuff, dude, like, that'd be great. We should we should reach out to his agent and be like, hey man, we just want him to be the third co-host on our podcast, just whenever he wants. Yeah, whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I I just hope it's not a situation where we call his agent and it's just him doing a voice. <laughs> Lionel Hutt style. <laughs> That's so Hold mean. <laughs> it doesn't need to be mean. No. <laughs> we love Taylor Kitsch. Like I think that you and I are like the last two champions of John Carter or Mars. I'm, I'm ah, it's, got, it's got his fans. Oh, you too, uh, Alan? All right. I, I enjoy that movie. The trio of us. I, I don't know why Disney Plus can't supply some of us more uh, more John Carter. It leaves on a cliffhanger. <laughs> remember, because we need this tangent. Remember when they had Brian, when Brian Cranston was in John Carter, and he like he's in a cave or something, and, he, and John Carter leaves, and then John, John Carter comes back, and it's just a skeleton of Brian Cranston that's left in the cave. <laughs> And I thought I that was really I funny. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> Next time you watch it, which should be soon, we should watch it for Disney Plus. <laughs> give Is us, it on those... Disney Plus? Yeah, of course. It's Disney, okay. right? We gotta we gotta raise those numers to get that spinoff TV series going. Nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. But next time you watch animated, it, yeah, make it an animated show by by uh, Jenny Tarkovsky. It'd be great. But yeah, yeah. But just remember next time you watch it to picture Brian Cranston when he's <laughs> in that movie, and then remember that it hits his bones that are there when he comes back from Mars. Got it. Yeah, that's like him in the opening of Power Rangers. Oh, Brian Cranston's here, like in a green suit. Well, now he's just like a computer screen face. Remember how Brian Cranston was in Power Rangers, and he's like, "I'm not just being a, a voice. I'm in this movie." Well, I, m- I remember like uh, when we talked about that movie, um, you're like, "Oh, I missed like the first three minutes of the movie," and I was yeah. like, "It's like, what did I miss?" I was like, "You missed Brian Cranston crawling to a Power Ranger coin." And then... I- I've since seen it because I have. I got to review the 4K, and um, yeah, that's a, certainly an opening sequence involving right. Brian Cranston, right? <laughs> in Power Rangers. Yeah. Anyhow. That was feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Five, <laughs> that is five-time Emmy winner, Brian Cranston, or was it four? I can't remember. I, you know. Anyway. He's got a lot. He's got enough of them. Um, yeah. Give something to Martin <laughs> Sheen. Jeez. <laughs> that is going to bring us to the end of this episode. <laughs> About now there in a name. Uh, you can find more of my work on my, my personal blog, thecodesyth.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I'm also writing... Uh, movie reviews over at We Live Entertainment and Blue reviews at Ysblue.com. And I recently had an article uh, interviewing the stunt coordinator for, for Mortal Kombat at Variety. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? Farm offensive over my Instagram, Abe.Mua, and Twitter.com slash Walrus Moose. Hashtag his name was Dougie. <laughs> Alan Aguilera, where can, where can people find more of you? You can see me on Twitter, where it's at Mr. Aldo Rain, M-R-A-L-D-O-R-A-Y-N-E. Or you can do Aldo Rain, spelled the same as my Twitter, on Instagram. Great. Very exciting. (laughs) It it is exciting. It is. (laughs) Very excited about it, yes. 
How many how many scalps are you up now? How many what's the number? Uh six. Okay. All right. So you got you like owe me, 94 you, more you owe me ninety-four more yeah, Nazi exactly. scalps. Yeah. And I want oh. my scalps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are you talking about like this quarter? Because like this I quarter? Have... Oh, jeez. Yeah. You're, oh, you're below yeah. quota. I mean, I've regardless. been here for almost seven years, guys. Like Oh, okay. Yeah, you're probably over a hundred. Yeah. We don't yeah. talk about that though. Yeah. You can find all the other episodes of Out Now Third Anyone on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Automatic, and HHWLOD. Feel free to email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Or facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. Or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And our Instagram page, instagram.com slash outnow underscore podcast as well. Alan Aguilar, thank you very much for thank joining you, us Alan. today. Thank you, Alan. Oh, you're welcome. This has been fun. It has. I've had a great time. Mm-hmm. Good. That's all we ask. And the wrath of joy hope. here. Really. <laughs> joy of man. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice movie title. We thank the listeners for listening as well. And yeah, that's going to do it for this week. Next week we have um, a lot going on. We do, but um, Spiral from the Book of Saw is finally hitting theaters. Produced so by Chris Rock. Yeah, story by Chris Rock. Is it really? Oh, man. He, he pitched the concept. And they and they wrote it from there, but he had the initial pitch, which got this thing rolling to begin okay. with, which I'm interested in for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Spiral will for sure be talked about. There's a, there's a couple movies. We got the um, Those Who Wish Me Dead. That's the new Angelina Jolie movie from director Taylor Sheridan, and um, the Woman in the Window with Amy Adams and Joe, directed by Joe Wright. That was made like I think like three years ago, oh, and man, it's finally hitting Joe Net- Wright. And now it's getting dumped onto Netflix this week oh. with almost no no fanfare. So there you go. Um, but, uh, uh, <laughs> just that woman in the window. Woof, woof. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, certainly a spiral's going to be discussed. Um, so we'll go from there. But Hero. until next time. Well, until next time. So long. <laughs> and goodbye. Farewell.